Hey Brock, how are you? Doing well, John. How are you? Well, today is the release date of the Empire Weekend album. Have you listened to it yet? No, I haven't listened to it. Oh, I didn't listen to any of the signals singles before they came out, just because I wanted to have the full album. And my vinyl got delayed by Amazon. Amazon's pretty good about delivering like day of release, but I got an email last night that it was going to be delivered on like the twentieth, so I was very upset. But I already have Spotify, so I've been listening to it all morning. I know you're a fellow fan of Ezra. Yeah, yeah, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, definitely going to listen to it uh, later today. Yeah, I'm into it. It's, it's quite good. Nice. Is that is that the uh, Everlane Polo? Oh, you have a good eye. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 do, uh, we do Skype video now for anybody listening, so we can see each other even though you can't see us. I have the black version, or the, the dark navy version with the white uh, details, and you have the white version with the black or navy details? It is navy. No, it's black. Yeah, they fit great. I know. I'm really into it. So I was just saying something when I went up for lunch, and I'm I'm thinking about doing like a comparison between this and Lacoste because the peak, like the PK, is identical to what I had in my old Lacoste polos, but it's like forty dollars less or whatever it is, thirty dollars less. So that was my latest thought on the the polos because it's polo season. Yeah, in the east. Anyway, I, You're you live yeah, in polo season. Yeah, yeah, it's always polo season here. Although polos are kind of a preppy staple, and out here it's not as preppy, mm. so you actually don't see as many of them compared to t-shirts. But no, I, I like the Everlane. I like the unbranded uh, chest, like no logo on the chest, because a lot of classic polos have the logo on the chest, which like if you're into it. But I mean, I'm not going to pay extra for that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I worked with Vineyard Vines, their their big internal debate was how much do they get rid of the whale because they have the whale on the chest, and they wanted, like, dress shirts for business guys, but business guys don't want a whale, and so they were, like, always m- m- finding that mix between, okay, do we put the whale here, do we, do we not put the whale? So, yeah, I'm into the unbranded thing, too. Yeah, and you did the, um, speaking of unbranded, the Everlane Treads unboxing. Mm-hmm. And got, I knew that one would be a little contentious. Got some mixed feedback about the design. <laughs> yeah, and then Tim did his. You see all the color, he did all the colorways for that. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, he, he did a great job. Um, I think I'm getting a pair, but I can't decide which color to get. Uh, the, na- see, the, Noah the navy Williams, looks nice. Right, Noah Williams had the navy, and I was like, wow, I'm into the navy. And then gray showed up, and I was like, gray's cool too. But yeah, they're, they're very comfy. And like when I was doing that video, it was before release, and so when I recorded the, the whole, like, I was I recorded clips for different price points because I didn't know what the price point was. And then they emailed me, it was $98, and I was like, no way. I couldn't believe it was $98. Yeah. It's like, they're well-made, they're comfortable, they're, I mean, depending on who you are, they're stylish, and uh, I think it's I think it's a really cool thing. I was actually kind of surprised that you got negative feedback because, to me, that is, that's like a very on-trend design, and it's not, for, for the chunky sneaker, like, I think they did it in a pretty tasteful way. I don't know. I think they look really good. I'm, I'm kind of surprised people didn't like them. I know. I think my audience, though, is uh, especially like the initial people that watch my subscribers are very much like business casual, minimalist sneaker guys. They wouldn't go into the chunky trend. But yeah, I agree. Like the, I always see the fashion sneakers that are much chunkier. They're that style, but way like puffier and, and bigger. And I like that they made it very kind of streamlined and subtle compared to the other, the other way. Yeah, it's also very uh, monochromatic because like if you look at um, like Koyo's version of, of the chunky sneaker. It's got a lot of mixed materials, but they're in different colors, you know? And I kind of mm-hmm. like that monochromatic because, like, the navy, that would look really good with, like, any pair of dark jeans, you know? 
or like the grays would look good with like any any lighter colored pants so i don't know i think i think they did a good job but i was also just watching your video um the five ways to wear a suit lookbook mm-hmm. that was nice yeah i set a date with my the guy who does my photos and my videos and I said, okay, every Thursday morning we're going to go out. And so, like, it forced me to then think, like, okay, what am I going to do this Thursday? And, like, I, w- I kept waking up on Tuesday, like, okay, that's my idea. And it worked out well. So it was, like, the first one was the spring one with the linen. And then, you know, they did the suit video. And then I shot a video on that new Timex, the American-made Timex uh, that I'm wearing right now. And that one will be up next week. And so – it was that was kind of like a thing because like if I have to schedule it every week, I'll delay it and I'll push it back. But if like I have to show up at nine thirty every Thursday, that it, uh, it worked out pretty well. But yeah, I like that one. Um, it's what I want to do more is like I have all these clothes. It's like and people have all these clothes. Like how do you get more out of what you already have? Yeah, I like that theme because yeah, like even with the last look, I was like, oh wait, the suit's not there. And they're like, they're not throwing the suit jacket as a blazer. I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you really like one Navy suit can go so far if you if you just know how to do it, you know? Yeah. And too, like when guys reach out and they say, you know, I want to get a made to measure suit. I'm usually like buy the extra pants buy probably get the vest. It's like don't just think that this suit's going to be four hundred dollars. It's like get a little bit more. You're already spending the money, but you can get way more use out of it. Like if you throw the vest in and you wear that every once in a while. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Same with those. um Those Al Edmonds. Uh, uh, you have the Fifth Avenues, right? Yes. Yeah, I have the Park Avenues, but like same deal, you know, kind of like a medium brown, like like Oxford. Like you're gonna get a ton of wear out of it. Like I've had those for like, it was the first pair of dress shoes that I bought, and they still look and feel great. Oh yeah, and infinitely resolable, and you know you can get all the leather conditioner you want, and that's what I mean. That's the whole underlying message is like just buy nicer stuff, and it'll it'll be with you for a while. Totally, yeah. You got any other brands uh, in the works? I'm looking at 28 pairs of no-show socks on my floor that I didn't get that video. I wanted to get that video up this Friday, but uh, what I found, it's the same thing with the sneaker roundup. It's like I wear them, and I, like, touch them, and I feel them, and I, like, I go through everything so much. But as soon as I figure out, like, what are my picks, the video falls right into place. But, like, I spend a ton of time. Uh, I'd say maybe the largest chunk of time is just making sure I get all the brands that I want. Like, I don't want to... The biggest letdown to me with the Chino video is that somebody was like, well, where's Suit Supply? And I was like, I can't believe I forgot Suit Supply. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm constantly going through, like, different lists of, like, the best no-show socks. And, like, I'm over on GQ. And I'm over on, like, Baron has a good one. And Koi has a good one. You have a good one. So I'm, like, cherry-picking, like, making sure I have all the brands. And then, like, wearing them and washing them. And then finally, like, okay, here's the best fabric. Here's the best fit. And, like, going through that. And it'll all fall into place. So I'll probably knock it out in a day. But it just it's, like, a bunch of buildup to getting in it. Yeah. To that point. But I, I think that pre-work, that like research is a huge part of it because on the surface, like if you if you Google best no-show socks and, and say you get an article from Esquire or something that's like 20 great pairs of no-show socks and you get an article from Koi or Baron, there's a big difference between those two because Esquire didn't actually buy any socks and, and wear them and try them on. They don't know if, if one slips off your heel, you know, they don't mm-hmm. care if, if it's available in different sizes or whatever. Um but like you, me, Koi, Baron, you know, guys like us, we actually put in that research. And so it maybe looks like the same type of article, but so much more went into it. And I think that's what, um, that's what obviously the audience values, but hopefully that's also what, you know, YouTube and Google and, and platforms like that value and reward content like that with traffic. 
Yeah. I'm also kind of pushing my limits because I'm also doing the performance chino roundup at the same time. So every day, not only am I cycling socks a lot, but I'm also cycling my chinos. And actually, the final ones got here today. I was waiting on a pair from Roan, and, and I had the Lululemon ABC pant, but not the commission pant. And so I got those in the mail today. So now I can like get that one wrapped up too. And hopefully, I can get those done before I leave for Chicago on the 10th. And so like next week, I'm going to be doing a lot of videos within four days. And then I'm gone for a week. Mm-hmm. But you kind of combine stuff, right? Because like your that suit video, you shot that at the same time you shot some footage for the Stuart and Lau bag, right? Uh, it's starting to work out that way. Okay. Like I wore the one pair of performance chinos as I was doing the other one, so that I could put that footage in later. So like I'm starting to get a little bit better about that. I'm really I'm always impressed when I see like Raphael did a video on. A, on the barber jacket and he was like oh if you want to see our thoughts on the barracuda jacket click up here because he did that video he did those videos already he mm-hmm. knew that one was coming he had the thumbnail done like weeks in advance mm-hmm. and it's like that's i want to get to that point where i have the whole thing laid out so i can piece it all together a little bit better i'm getting there slowly yeah yeah i finally got i was actually just uh, talking to jinsa who edited some of your videos uh this morning mm-hmm. so i'm gonna um get her on board for, for a trial run. And then I've got another editor who's doing a great job so far. And then I had someone reach out about thumbnails and it, it was a graphic designer who was, who me too. Was it, is it Xenia? I don't have to check my email. Okay. She, she said she did thumbnails for, um, Robin, uh, who, who we just yep. interviewed and, uh, Jordan who we've also had in the podcast. And, uh, so I had her do a, a trial run and it looked great. So I'm hoping to give all my thumbnails to her, have a lot of the editing, you know, off the table so I can get into a little bit more of a, uh, of a groove here. Yeah. Yeah. Same spot. Yeah. It, it was definitely her. Cause I remember she said Robin and I was like, Oh, Robin always has eye catching thumbnails. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's good. I mean, you can get, you know, a $5 thumbnail from Fiverr, but, um, I think you kind of get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Robin James coming up on the button up podcast. Yeah. Oh, he was great. We have a great list. Not only we have like a few good ones already in the can, but like our short list of who's coming on very soon is, is very exciting. Yep. So stay some, tuned. Some, some new big names and some repeat guests. And, uh, and this afternoon we're, we're doing another, another fun guest that I guess we, we can't reveal everything. So you're just gonna have to listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Such a tease. Yeah. But what have you been up to? Oh man, just, uh, I'm trying to get a bunch of stuff done before I'm going out of town next week, going to Hawaii for a week. So uh-huh. I got to get some stuff, you know, in the queue, but, um, what I have coming up. So I got the, the best bag video roundup, which you were a part of. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's, I, I, I show two of my favorite bags. One is more of like a formal briefcase. The other one's like a casual everyday carry bag. Uh, and then I have you, um, Carl, uh, Tim DeSaint and a few other guys sharing their bags. So that's coming up. Did you tell Carl no metal music? I did. I actually, I had to specifically <laughs> request no heavy metal background music. <laughs> so that's I'd still I think that might be my favorite video on my entire channel is the boot the boot roundup because Carl and then like Raphael Raphael has like two prestigious boot companies and he's like <laughs> I hate both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Raphael comments about uh he comments on my spring jackets video, he's like he's like, Wow, your hair just keeps getting longer. Are you going to switch to Squarespace soon? We're gonna stick with WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> like Thanks, Raphael. <laughs> Thanks for your comment. I, I texted him when I bought Mont Blanc ink for my fountain pen, and he sent me six messages about like he was in Arizona and he was doing this thing and like go back and forth. And I was like, 
Raphael is the same person in every medium. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like, he's like a, he's the, he's one of the most unique people I've ever met. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't I don't know like what, what he's going for half the time. Like, what are you, what are you saying right now? <laughs> yeah. So derailed you. So your bag, your bag roundup's coming up. Yeah, I got, I got the bag. I'm doing a, a couple more in the um, celebrity style video series. And actually, Koi is going to help me with one of them, which, uh, which will be very timely with the uh, Game of Thrones last season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be kind of cool to have like a kind of like a different someone else on the channel presenting the info. Uh, that that's not just me. Um, tons of stuff happening on the website, but uh, I don't I don't know if po- you know I feel like podcast listeners might actually be the same people who who read articles versus like the YouTube community. You know. Yeah, because we talked about that before. Like, it's the the YouTube audience is different than the Instagram audience. This is different than the website audience, and like you can see that very clearly in, in your stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. If, if you uh, if you check the website, you probably notice uh, a bunch of new stuff going on there. Um, just put out the minimal pants videos. That's like number two of like four in that series. So I'll do a minimal shoe collection and then uh, outerwear, and then that one will be wrapped up. Um, and then I'm doing a roundup of my favorite shorter YouTubers. So we'll have, and, and that'll mm. kind of um, cross like the spectrum of like men's style, fitness, kind of like dating and confidence. Um, so that'd be kind of cool. Just give like shout, shout outs to some of the big names everybody already knows, but um, also some, some smaller guys. There's no filter on YouTube. How'd you find out that they're shorter? Like people are shocked when they meet me in person, even though I say I'm six, four, I guess it's like very, it's, different hearing it but yeah. how'd you find out who's shorter i mean th- these are mostly guys who i've followed for a while so like height usually comes up like it, i mean if it's style yeah. like height comes up because people are like hey i'm i wear this size i'm, th- I'm this tall um fitness same way like fitness youtubers like talk about their dimensions and their mm. you know strength for per weight and per height um and you it, yeah like if you're a big like jeff nippert or something like people know his height um and then some other like random guys like uh, that I just li- like Pete uh, Spe- Pete Spean from DIY Pete. Pete Spean, yeah. We know him in real life, so um, and there's a couple other like tech guys that I just kind of randomly they just kind of like offhand mentioned it in one of their videos. So yeah, hmm. I don't I don't know if anybody I, and you just jot it down. They mention it and you're like, okay, this guy's short. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just take a note. Well, I had a few because like, I had this idea for a video a while ago, and I was like, I have like three people, so I had to wait to get some more. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I think that'll be cool. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if people like that kind of content, but I think it's cool to kind of shine the spotlight on that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know MKBHD is really tall, but, like, I don't really know any, that many other tall people necessarily. Well, you got, you got uh, our boy Banholtz. He's pretty tall. Eric, Eric's tall. Yeah. There's two. I'll start making notes every time I watch a YouTube video and someone mentions it. Yeah. Hey, we had our, vi- our video about uh, uh, short man style tips for tall guys. <laughs> People like that one. That did yeah. well. You've gotten a lot and of my mileage. My wife was watching out, it. You've gotten a lot of mileage out of those um, recordings we did in LA. Uh, you could say that, but I also sat on them for three months and didn't touch them. So like, I I like piecemeal them out really slowly because I don't feel like editing them. Mm-hmm. But uh, my wife was watching that video and she goes, "When did you record that?" She's like, "You look sick," because mm-hmm. I've changed that much since LA because I shot that right before I started my whole workout program. She's like, look at your arms. You look sick. I was like, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. I guess that, that's a compliment, right? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I know. 
but yeah, that, that series turned out pretty well. I liked all those. And then I got a new series coming up very soon that I shot with that barber. I did a barber series like almost three years ago, and I did I went back for round two with different questions. But I, this time I had a, like a videographer come in, and he had a much nicer camera, better B-roll. And so that one I'm starting to put together for – I'm going to make that another weekend thing, like post it every Sunday. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to do a couple videos about – having long hair and growing hair out because I keep getting questions about it. Um, and then I, I want to do a video of like my next cleanup because I went to this really awesome salon last time I was in New York and and got a uh, like a cleanup and, and styled by this guy, um, Scott. And like the lighting in there isn't great. And like I would definitely have to bring in like another camera. But I, I feel like that'd be pretty cool because it's the kind of thing where like you get a haircut and they style it. And it looks awesome. And then like, it's very hard to reproduce because they have like a, like a special blow dryer and like different products and stuff. So I, I'd want to show people like how a professional styles like medium long hair. Yeah. This is the first time in like six months I've been happy with my length because I went to my barber and had a lot taken off. But I texted or I messaged T Matt from TDM Style because he has the Dyson, the hair dryer mm -hmm. thing. I was like, do you really like that thing? And he said, it's literally changed my life. And so now like, that's the one that I'm like in the back of my head, like maybe the Dyson thing would help. But yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. You walk out of the barber and you're like, this is the best. Yeah. Well, this, this guy had one of the Dysons and he had like a diffuser on it. And I was uh, like, it's just not the same, you know? Uh, I know. So much power. Mm -hmm. So it's great British engineering. That's what it is. Yep. Well, you've got to kind of, uh, kind of tighten on the sides now. Cause I think you had a little longer on the sides before. Yeah, I had a longer, I was kind of sick of managing it because I get so curly, and I could never get the back, like, if you look in a lot of my videos, the back, like, shoots out, and that's because when it's long, it flares, and so I keep trimming it down, but I'm pretty happy with where it is now. It's a good summer length. Yeah. Gotta keep my head warm in the winter. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna let it keep going for a while, see what happens, and then, I don't know, I'll cut it off eventually, but... And I'll make like a dramatic like hair transformation, you know? <laughs> well, look, the YouTube genre is built on beard growth videos, hair growth videos. Like that's that's right in the thing. Actually, I messaged you after one of your pictures because my wife told me that you look like a 90s heartthrob. And you were like, OK, good. Like I needed to combat some of the negativity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you do anything with your hair, you're like, you get you get opinions on both sides. I'd say. It's been more positive than I thought, but yeah, it's like you just get every time I post anything, even nothing to do with hair. People are just like, "Barbers on vacation, get a haircut." Like you know, like you look fatter with long hair, just like just like ridiculous stuff. So, but it, it would actually be kind of fun to if you if you're gonna do like a like an epic transformation, like cut a lot of hair off, do it with like Beard Brand, you know, mm -hmm. or the um, who are those other guys? What's that other big haircut channel? Bluemon, Bluemon's another one. Yeah, like one of those channels that like just does like the a lot of haircut videos. So that'd be kind of cool. I'd go to Austin for that. Yeah. Oh, slick hair, slick hair. Those guys. Yeah, I guess you'd have to go to what Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. 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 Great stuff happens in Sweden. Hmm. But yeah, I'm out on the road, going to Chicago, going to meet people out next Friday at the Thai bar, and then. I'm going to Nashville with a couple of cobblers that we met at Influential. And then um, I'm going to be in San Francisco for a meetup. And that one is in, with Stitch Fix. They're actually going to give, like, whoever shows up, they're going to give a Stitch Fix gift card. Stitch Fix gift card, which is pretty cool. 
Uh, but that's going to be like Eric from Huga, Jordan O'Brien, Justin Jeffers. I couldn't find that many other San Francisco guys other than the guys like I already knew. There's like it doesn't seem like there's that many there. And you hear that about LA too. Like when we talked to Parker York Smith, he's like, "Nah, it's like me and Alex Costa and like and Devin. It's like there's not hmm. or you know George and those guys." But I feel like there's more out there. But then again, men men influence men. Uh, Robin was doing the air quotes influencers. It's like <laughs> such a such a small space. It, it's smaller than it seems, you know, especially when you narrow it down just to the U.S. But we should definitely get um Kyle Ingham uh, from Distilled Man in San Francisco. Oh, him too. I already got him. Nice. Got him on the list too. Yeah. Cool. I thought of him the other day. I was like, oh yeah, gotta get Kyle. Kyle, we had a jinx with him because he had John Galfano on oh, on yeah. Thursday. We had him our our episode on about Wednesday. So John got a lot of, of press this week. Yeah, John's blowing up. Mm-hmm. It's good. He's filling a niche, a niche. And actually, I just watched Aaron's video today because Aaron put a video up on the ten things that he regrets buying, and that video did really well for him because a lot of his videos, they're usually like, if I see him a day or two later, they're like at a quarter million views. That one's already at a half million views in one day. Interesting. Even the big channels have to fight the algorithm. Yeah, every channel goes through, like, peaks and valleys. I mean. Got real man, real style. Like, they they had a couple runs where they had like four or five like basically viral videos in a row, and then they'll just go into a valley for a little while. Like, honestly, I don't even stress about it anymore. Like, I think it's something you can't really control. Mm-hmm. You just keep plugging away. Yep. That's that's a great. I I think that was still in Jeff's episode when he said about the Jay Z quote. Oh yeah. I have to. I can't remember what the Jay Z quote was, but it's basically like you just gotta love love to work work on the process. Yeah, I'm butcher. I'm not gonna butcher it. Yeah, so something about loving the process. Yeah, because you can't control the results, basically. Yeah, that's good. So you're heading to Hawaii. Is that the family thing? Yeah, that's that's for the uh, my mother-in-law's birthday. So it's her 60th, and she wants to take everybody to Hawaii. So I think I'm going to. So my computer needs some uh, some replacements, and I've been holding off taking it to the Apple Store because mm. I can't go without it. You know. Like if I don't have, and they won't give me a rental. So, um, so I think I'm going to take this opportunity to, I'm going to drop it off like the day before we leave and then just not have a computer for a week and just be offline. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's really, it's really hard with, with this line of work to, to just be offline, you know? My phone has needed like restored just the software, like wipe it clean and and kind of start over for probably a year. Like my battery lasts for about 60 minutes after it's unplugged. Like I go to the gym and I come home and it's dead. It's like bad yeah um and even just like going for a day with that speed bump i don't want to do it so i totally feel you yeah it's tough but i I think it'll be good too um just to like disconnect for a week and like not like if you can't think about work then you won't you know like i find it takes like Mm -hmm. a couple days even just to like disconnect a little bit and then and then you can kind of ease and actually be on vacation mode so looking forward to that and then i'll also have a computer that's uh that's not broken anymore Mm mm-hmm and then what? You head back to New York at the end of May, or when's your next trip out there? And then I'll be I'm, go- I'm going to a wedding in Dublin, like third week of June. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah, so I'll go to New York either right before, or right after that, probably before, because it's way easier to get to Dublin from New York than obviously Tucson, but also even like DC, like it just for some reason New York to Dublin's very easy. Um, yeah, and then what else is going on? I think that's 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 the only trips on the calendar right now. Yeah, you got to fly out of JFK. Almost all of my international flights when I was going to, like, Zurich or Paris or um, when we did go to 
to Ireland and Scotland, it's like I was going Pittsburgh to JFK and then flying over there. Mm. Or even like when we went to Morocco, it was Pittsburgh JFK to Amsterdam and then down to Morocco. So that was like a that was a three legger. Nice. Well, if you have any tips about airlines that uh, that fly to Dublin or airlines to avoid, let me know. Oh, we avoid all the budget ones, but there is no avoiding over there. It's like Ryan Ryanair, um, uh, Aer Lingus, like all these like budget airlines. But if you're over there, it's like if you're going over there, just spend whatever the fifty like it can be as cheap as fifteen dollars to fly to like Scotland. Mm. It's like you get like fifteen dollars do a day trip to Scotland so you can like see other parts of it. But then again, like my wife and I reflect on that a lot because we did Ireland. And like a ton of Ireland, and then we went to Scotland and we jumped around. But it's like if we were to do that again, just stay in one place and like really experience it instead of trying to squeeze it all in. Because that's what we did. We were like on the move constantly with two kids. Yeah, that that's a tough one. It's like, do you stay in one place and like kind of live like a local for a little while and and really get to know it, or do you try to pack it all in? I tend to like to see maybe like one or two places, but like not try to see everything, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, but yeah, it was my first time in Ireland and we're doing a bachelor party like in downtown Dublin and then the wedding south of Dublin. So I'll definitely see that part of it. We're staying right on the coast, right on the water. And uh, yeah, should be fun. Yeah, Power Scort National Forest is right there. That's worth it. That's worth a day trip. Okay. You know what's interesting? That's a, a big waterfall and then all kinds of hiking trails. Nice. Um, what, what's, what's interesting about, uh, about the wedding, I'm, I'm a groomsman and there's in the, in the bridal party it's all different shapes and sizes and so the, the groom was like you know trying to figure out suits to rent or buy and if you if you have people all over the country and you want to go custom indochino is almost the only option mm. like you, you could do suit supply like if you want mm-hmm. to have like mat- matching fabrics uh but that's going to be like substantially more expensive than indochino so there's almost if you want to get measured in person and people don't live in the same cities, like I think it's just Indochino right now. Yeah. I mean, you could do Joseph A. Banks or Men's Warehouse. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I, I haven't tried. I forget, about, I forget about the big players all the time. I'm like, I'm yeah. so like in the realm of like, just do it all online. Yeah. Do, do you mean for made to measure or for rentals? Both. Wait, Indochino does rentals? No, no. I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming. Oh. Well, I was kind of like, let's not do rentals, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, no, because I've done four weddings in the past five years, and I ended up doing black lapel or um, black tux for them to get tuxes, and they were all dispersed. And then like, it ended up everybody did it okay by themselves. But yeah, definitely in store is better because I got the other wedding that I did. That was a little more than five years ago. My uncle. Uh, had all of us go to men's warehouses and it was like he picked everything then you went in and got measured and then they shipped it to you hmm. and that was one of my worst experiences was going through men's warehouse which is yeah. why i focus on the newer companies yeah i had to i the, the first wedding that i was um one of my first like like good friends to get married i was best man at his wedding and we we had rental tuxes from like david's bridal it was rough i mean like mm-hmm. their smallest size like i was just swimming in it you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now the black tux is pretty good about sizing. Like they have my fit nailed now because I've done four weddings with them, and so like I can order it and it's perfect. I did three tuxes and then I did a suit for my last wedding and the suit came perfect. And then like the other guys, 
um, had theirs. But the other one, the guy who started Men's Warehouse then started Generation Tux. So that's like the competitor of the Black Tux. He wanted to do that at Men's Warehouse, but the board kicked him out. That's really interesting. Hmm. Interesting one. Was that, is that a, a – George Zimmer. Yeah. I, I thought he started um, another company for a while. It was like a traveling tailor. Was it a Z tailor or something like that? He could have. That dude is a hustler, and he's a lifetime, like lifelong entrepreneur. But I was at – there was a conference for WWD, which is like the big women's wear daily like um, publication, and he was speaking, and then they – ousted him the day before that conference and he came to the conference and he just like bad mouthed them the whole time and you're like everybody was, in the, was like didn't this guy sign paperwork saying like non-disparagement like and then it came out that he wouldn't sign it like he was so like distraught and so angry mm. uh, but yeah he got to the thing and he was like he's like this company's failing they suck like all of my friends I, I hate everybody there he was he was very aggressive in, in uh, his talk so that was an experience wow the drama yeah. Well, that's good. So you're headed to Hawaii. Nobody will hear from you for a while. I got tons of stuff to post very soon. I hope to see some people if they're out in those cities. I am working on like a bunch of other cities, but um, I'm going to be pretty quiet in July when the baby comes. So I'll probably do more traveling then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you are you going to go dark for a little while? Like actually take some leave? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very different. So, like, the first – with the first one, like, I was back to work pretty quick. With my daughter, I was, like, home for a while, probably, like, three weeks. And then now it's, like, two two fully grown – not, you know, two full-blown toddlers and then an infant. So it'll be pretty interesting. But that's why that's why I made this move so that I can have that flexibility. So we'll see. Yeah, you got to go from man-to-man uh, to, man to zone, as they say. That's right. I'm ready. To, we're ready. Nice. As ready as you can be. Yeah. It's oh, did you see? Are you in the Marvel stuff? Did you see Endgame? I I didn't see it yet. Um, did you see it? Twice. Oh, okay. Do you, Do you have to see all all of them before seeing that, or can you see it as a standoff? You have to see Infinity War. You have to see the most recent one. Okay. Um, and then there's guides online that'll say like what ten movies you need like make sure you see so you have full context like you should see doctor strange you should see civil war like there's ones that'll give you the major points um but now it's that was my wife and i started seeing those together when we first started dating so that's been like we're one of the people that are, are fully bought in got it got it yeah i i like a lot of marvel movies but there are some of them where it's just like it's so much cgi and like mm-hmm. explosions and stuff like i feel like I, I like the story more than the action in those movies you know like i thought um mm-hmm. i think it was the second thor i thought that was really good because it was like it was really funny it was almost like a comedy you know mm. the second thor thor ragnarok or thor dark world i think it was wait which one was the second one ragnarok's the funniest one yes that that's, that, that that's one with um, the third thor okay okay well that 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 might be the only thor that i've seen but yeah, I thought it was great. It was like really funny. Like it had action and everything. It was a Marvel movie, but I don't know, it was just it was good. That's the direction that the whole universe is going to. Like Thor's character has gone from this like very uh, traditional. Like he even had um, in his original movie, he was um, 
he's very formal in his speaking and that sort of stuff. But now he's like, he's totally comedic mm. and it's for the better, I think. So is that kind of like what Avengers is, is? Is that the same vibe as Avengers? Yeah, the whole the whole thing starting to pick up more of that because the directors of the of Winter Soldier and then Infinity War and now Endgame are the Russo brothers who did Community and Arrested Development, mm -hmm. and so they have a very like comedic DNA, and so like especially in the newest one, it just swings wildly between super serious like like life and death stuff to then like comedic action moments, and it it threads the needle so so well. But nice. yeah, I'm a I'm into the Marvel stuff. I'll check it out. I'm I'm knee deep in Game of Thrones right now, so. <laughs> and I'm the opposite. I haven't seen any Game of Thrones, so I'm not yeah. opposed to it. I might I might do it at some point. It's kind of like The Sopranos. It's like I know The Sopranos is a great show, and I want to watch it, but I haven't started it. I feel like it's the same same deal. Yeah, I also I've never watched Sopranos or The Wire is the other one that like everybody talks about. But oh, I'm into The Wire. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I I watched The Wire so much that when I drove to see Brian in Baltimore. I was like, I've definitely, I've definitely seen someone shot on the street in the wire because it's like I got to know you get to know Baltimore really well. Yeah, it's kind of like Ray Donovan. You get to know L.A. really well in Ray Donovan, or if you play a lot of Grand Theft Auto, which I, I did both. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to give the both those shows a chance at one point because I feel like Game of Thrones is just like the gold standard for me. It's like a lot of shows just don't live up to it. But um, I did think uh, Breaking Bad was really good. Peaky Blinders was was very good too, if, if nothing else than just for like the style, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have to. But you know, it's a commitment. Like sit down and like watch The Sopranos. What's that like seven seasons or something? Yeah, it's long, mm -hmm. and they're all like an hour. Same thing with Game of Thrones. It's like it would take you eighty or ninety hours to watch Game of Thrones or something. Uh, I wish I could go back to my first Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, we we joked when we were with Anna. We said that we would. We would like live stream me experiencing all of Game of Thrones for the first time. Yeah. There's still time until it ends. How many weeks are there left? Like six? Well, so that, that was three. So five? Was actually, just three. There's three more episodes. Um, yeah. And then George R. R. Martin will put out the books and everybody will be angry with him. Yep. Right? Because <laughs> it diverged, it went away from the books. Well, yeah, but it, now the question is, like, how close... It used to be, like, how close is the show going to follow the books? Now it's, like, how close is the books going to follow the show? Yeah. So that's This Week in Pop Culture with Brock and John. <laughs> yeah. Last week we covered lifting, and now we're talking pop culture. <laughs> Next week, tune in for the Fountain Pens episode, where we'll be discussing the, the finer things of gold-plated nibs or gold-filled nibs. Yeah, and analyzing Raphael Schwenschneider's online commentaries. <laughs> that's right now i do have this fountain pen and that's i've been like i can see now why pens are so addictive hmm. uh but i i will not fall into that watches are, are good enough watches are fine yeah i'm gonna stop it at watches i had a dream last night that i, that I lost this guy my my little oyster date and it was like mm. one of, it was <laughs> I, I don't know if i'd call it a nightmare it was one of the more disturbing <laughs> dreams i've had in a long time <laughs> did you but did you not find it the dream I didn't find it in the dream, and and uh, I woke up like like really upset, and like I went immediately to like my watch drawer and like put it on. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when you know you're in deep. Yeah, yeah, man. Actually, did you see your comment on the Hodinkee Explorer video? Is the number one comment? Oh, really? The one that I sent you, and you were like, I'm watching it right now. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you have like double the because it's you. You're the number one comment, and then Bark and Jack is number two, mm. with like half as many likes. 
Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you just get in early and leave a funny comment, you're going to go to the top. You'll rise to the top, yeah. yeah. All right, so we'll catch up uh, probably end of May because I'm going to be on the road too. And then uh, we got some great episodes coming up in between with some, some cool guests that you're going to want to hear from. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Buttoned Up Podcast, a collaboration between John Shanahan of The Cavalier and Brock McGough of Modest Man. And we will see you next week.